Eruvin chapter 4. This is a long one, so I will try to go quickly and I may skip some things. First halacha. If all the people in the courtyard share one table and eat dinner at one table, even if they have separate houses, they do not need to make an Eruv. That's because they're considered like a single household. Halacha 2. And if this courtyard needs to make an Eruv with another courtyard, they only need to bring one loaf because it's like there's one household. Halacha 3. In fact, this is generally true. If there's a courtyard that made an Eruv together, and then they need to make an Eruv with another courtyard, that courtyard only needs to bring one loaf to the other courtyard because the first courtyard is considered to be a single household. A corollary to this is that if the Eruv is established in one person's house, that person doesn't need to bring bread. Halacha 5. When five people gather bread for a single Eruv, they need to bring one bread, not one for each of them. Halacha 5. When a father and son, or a teacher and student, are in a single courtyard, they do not need to make an Eruv, for they are considered to be a single household. Halacha 6. Similarly, no Eruv needs to be brought for brothers with a single father, even though they don't eat at the same table, wives and servants, even if the servants don't always eat at the same table, and so forth, unless there are others living with them who do not fall under these categories. Halacha 7. By contrast, if five groups share one large hall, if they each are in different rooms that have partitions, each group needs to contribute one bread to the Eruf. Halacha 8. What happens if one of the members of the courtyard has a structure in his home in which another person could dwell? Does the presence of that person require an Eruf? No, says the Rambam, if the structure is a gatehouse, a porch, a barn, or a shed. Even if someone dwells there, these are not considered dwellings. Halacha 9. What if there are ten dwellings, one within another? Since the outer eight dwellings are walked through frequently by the people living in the innermost dwellings, only the innermost dwellings, the first two, are required to have an Eruv. Halacha 10, kind of similar. There are two courtyards, and between them are three houses. In order to get to the middle house, you have to go through one of the outer houses. So you walk in through one house from one courtyard, and the other house through the other courtyard, and meet in the middle. If an Eruv for both courtyards is placed in the middle house, the middle house and the two houses on the sides do not have to contribute because the two houses on the sides are considered like gatehouses for the one in the middle. Halacha 11, a similar halacha, if there are two courtyards that are separated by two houses and one goes through one house to get to the other, if the first chatzar places their eruv in the second house and the second chatzar places their eruv in the first house, in other words, they cross paths, the eruvin do not work. Each house is considered to be a gateway to the other one, and not a dwelling. Halacha 12, every house in the courtyard must participate in the eruv, even if the owner of the house is a geisest, meaning he's about to die, or he's a minor. Guests do not need to participate. Halacha 13, if a Jew decides to leave the courtyard for Shabbos and spend Shabbos in a different courtyard, he does not need to participate in the eruv. This is not the case for a Gentile, however, one would have to rent the house to the Gentile, as discussed earlier. Halacha 14, if one person owns the entire courtyard and rents the homes to different people, as long as he leaves things in the homes that cannot be carried on Shabbos, all the people that rent homes are considered guests and they don't need to participate in the Eruv. Halacha 15. If the members of a courtyard forgot to make an Eruv, they may not carry from their homes into the courtyard or from the courtyard into their homes, but may carry items left within the courtyard around the courtyard. See Halacha 19 in the prior chapter. If the courtyard contains an upper story and the people in the upper story make an Eruv for themselves and the people in the lower story make an Eruv for themselves, then each may carry within their domain but may not bring items into the other domain. So the porch people can't bring their things into the courtyard and so forth. Halacha 16, continuing in the same vein, if one forgot to create an Eruv and there's both a porch and a courtyard, if there was a mound that was four Tvachim from the porch, then people in the porch can carry onto the mound. But if it was more than four Tvachim away from the porch, neither the porch people nor the courtyard people can carry onto the mound. Halacha 17, similarly, if there are protrusions from the wall in the courtyard, if there are 
10 Tvachim from the ground, they're considered part of the courtyard. If they're 10 Tvachim from the porch, they're considered an extension of the porch. If they're more than 10 Tvachim from both, they are forbidden to both if there's no Eruv. Halacha 18, if there's a cistern in the ground and it's full of fruits that are Tevel and therefore cannot be moved on Shabbos. We treat it the same way we treat the mound in the previous Halacha. If it was full of water, the water may not be carried from the cistern into the courtyard if there is no Eruv in the courtyard. Halacha 19, if there's an inner courtyard and an outer courtyard, meaning people have to pass through the outer courtyard to get to the inner courtyard. If the inner courtyard made an Eruv, they may carry. If the outer courtyard made an Eruv, but the inner courtyard did not, neither may carry because of the presence of people walking through the outer courtyard to get to the inner courtyard. If both courtyards made an Eruv, both may carry, but not into one another. Halacha 20, same example, except that one of the people in the outer courtyard forgot to join in the Eruv. If the people in the inner courtyard made an Eruv, they still may carry. However, if someone in the inner courtyard forgot to join in the Eruv, then even the people in the outer courtyard are forbidden to carry because the inner people are going through the courtyard and they may not carry. This is a takana of the sages. Halacha 21, same example, except they made an Eruv together in both courtyards. If one of the people forgot to join in the Eruv, everyone may not carry unless they're mevatel, as we discussed in the prior sections. However, if the Eruv was placed in the inner courtyard, it becomes an Eruv for the inner courtyard and the outer courtyard people can't carry, but the inner courtyard people can. Same example, except only one person lives in the inner courtyard, only one person lives in the outer courtyard. Both may carry, unless the person in the inner courtyard is a Gentile, then he prevents even the people in the outer courtyard from carrying unless the property is rented, as discussed in prior sections. Halacha 23, if there are three courtyards, each within the other, and the inner courtyard makes an Eruv with both the second courtyard and the first courtyard, that is the outer courtyards, unless the outer courtyards have made Eruvim with one another, in other words, one Eruv that covers the entire courtyard, the inner people may carry into both the outer courtyards, but the outer courtyard people may not carry into one another. Halacha 24, if there are two balconies that are over a single body of water, and each one makes an Eruv, each may draw from the water, unless the balconies are within ten tefachim one another, in which case they're considered a single balcony and they need to make an Eruv together. Regardless, they need to make a partition with the water in order to indicate that the water is part of their property. Halacha 25, each must make a partition, but if the lower balcony made a partition but the upper balcony did not, the upper balcony will prevent the lower balcony from drawing water because the upper balcony water is being drawn through the lower balcony impermissibly. Halacha 26, similarly if there are three balconies, and the top balcony makes an Eruv with the bottom balcony, but not the middle balcony. They cannot pass things through the middle balcony unless they make an Eruv with the middle balcony as well. Halacha 27. If one person digs a pit in the courtyard, unless there's an Eruv, only that person may pour into the pit. Others may not pour into the pit. If there are two balconies facing one another and there's a courtyard between them, neither may pour unless they make an Eruv between them.